Welcome to the Ether. Today is Saturday, August 20th, 2022. Today on the Ether, the Vortex Protocol AMA, hosted by Orbital Command. Let's take a listen. Good afternoon, good evening. Hey, how are you doing? This is Edwin with Orbital Command. Hey, sir, it's Grover. It's Grover over here, of previously of Retrograde, now of Vortex. How's it going on your end? Pretty good, man. Yeah, thank you for your time and uh, for all the alpha you're gonna drop here but uh yeah i remember you joined us on discord for a while so thank you for that and then we also had a twitter space talking about retrograde in specific uh back in the day as well yeah so. yeah. <laughs> yeah back um, in yeah. the day that's the that's the right way to put it for sure right <laughs> <laughs> but it's good to see that you're still building you know and you're still just pushing to create new technology here in in the space yeah no for sure for sure i mean once once you get addicted to the DeFi drug you can't really leave i think um <laughs> unless it becomes you, you get pressure from your wife or something right <laughs> but uh, uh for now, we're still we're still here we're still building and uh yeah happy to be here happy to be here um i think we've got uh deadpool here as well who is my uh fellow co-founder here at vortex so um, maybe we'll do intros in a little bit. Hey guys, nice to meet you. Happy to be here. Yeah, thank you. And uh, we got Dr. Daskorn up here. He'll be taking care of the uh, questions and just posting for you guys. Um, I'll just be taking care of the logistics on the back end. If anybody, if anybody has questions, wants to come up, just request and we'll get you guys up here. But we got Rebel DeFi up here. How are you doing, sir? All good, guys. It's great to hear some familiar voices. Hey, sir. Nice to see you. Nice to see you. Um, yeah, kind of missing the old um, Grover. Yeah. Yeah, it's just been a while. I remember I, uh, I was practicing my first ever pitch uh, with yourself live on Twitter Spaces, which is always good fun. And I was, yeah, a very capable accounter. So, yeah, I'm sure you've been practicing a lot more since then. And Finn said to disconnect from Twitter Spaces and maybe Twitter all the way and then come back in. And maybe while we're waiting... I'm I'm just looking at Grover's um, PFP. Well, probably not not his PFP, but the Vortex one. And um, is there any sort of history behind this logo you could share with us while we're waiting on the doctor coming back? It's a great question. Uh, I've I've inherited it from the original Vortex team, but uh, <laughs> I, I do have my opinions. I think we might want to bring in some of the old retro uh, design language into it and uh, just sort of reflect the merger a little bit more. But um, yeah, I, I think it's just a cool logo. I think I think that's as much as it, as far as it goes. Deadpool might be able to chip in here. Yeah, I would I would say cool logo. That's probably the main the main reason. But yeah, we're we're pretty open. Uh, we're definitely gonna have some tweaks as soon as the retrograde team comes in with the design stuff. And man, that retrograde team 
and their designs are epic. I remember some, um, yeah, the sort of the GIF type animations you used to do to advertise Twitter Spaces. That was just yeah, taking it to a whole new level. Oh yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, I was making a few things on Canva there with uh, little flickering images coming up on the screens and things like that, which was uh, which was good fun. Um, back in the euphoric days, the bull market days. I won't. I won't say this too much. I'm sorry. I won't. I don't want to uh, bring everyone's mood down too much. We're still in a good time. We're still in a in a golden age of crypto, but just maybe not as golden as it was uh, five months ago. Really gave me like kind of like a '60s vibe. The the the, um, the, the old retrograde design and like some dystopian world, Boston Crow or something in the '60s. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> We uh we took inspiration from like old Sony cassette tapes and there's like um a little sort of spectrum of colors which we were using for uh, most of the most of the designs which was uh, which was good fun and then like there's just so much stock photos for like you know old retro TVs old retro uh, speakers vinyls all that sort of stuff so um but yeah here we are I did just want to add a little bit of color to to that final comment you made there that. It's interesting to go back and look at the the designs from like projects that we grew up with, right? Like, uh, um, just you're mentioning like the the cassettes, right? And uh, I saw Mars do like a floppy disk um, uh, image like a week ago or two weeks ago. Um, so I thought that was interesting too to kind of bring that that picture of the of the tech at least, you know, bring it back, uh, like. I still remember what that was, but there might be some people that have no idea what, what the floppy disk is. Uh, and I remember talking to, did you guys see that? Uh, I've been keeping up with some of the Mars stuff, but I didn't see that one. But uh, floppy disks have a place in my heart for sure. <laughs> yeah. And I, uh, I was talking to the Hellcats team a while back as well. And they said that they based a lot of their designs on old, like, um designs from from big companies you know like coca-cola or just companies that have been around for a while they go back and they look at the way that they were doing their their graphics you know and advertisements and promotions and then just try to kind of use that as inspiration for what they make yeah it makes sense makes a lot of sense you know uh when you've got a multinational corporation spending billions of dollars um and they've come up with a certain design it's like well you know what that's probably pretty good let's uh let's take inspiration from that so um yeah, that's uh, it's a good place to start, right? Yeah. All right. So let's uh, let's while we get Doctor Dasman to get up here, let, let's just do a quick intro of uh, yourselves first, uh, and then uh, an intro of uh, Vortex. So, uh, Gorber, if you want to start. Yeah. Sure. So. Uh, happy to be here again. So I guess uh, starting from the beginning, I've been in crypto since probably 2017 as a as a Coinbase buyer. Um, uh, since, since then, in fact, for about eight years, I was working in construction, um, and I was working, I, I suppose you could say almost like a product manager for, for buildings. So, uh, making sure that architects, engineers are all working together and building the right kind of building for the, uh, fit for purpose. So there's a lot of carryover there for, for building products in crypto, uh, believe it or not. So, um, I cut my chops in the Terra ecosystem really following that very, very closely since probably the, I don't know, start of, start of 2021. Um, got in there a little bit early, which is, which is fortunate and what let me uh, leave my day job 
Um, you probably know me from working on Retrograde, which was essentially a, a convex protocol built on top of Terra, on top of Astroport. Um, in those three months that we were live, we took the protocol to, I'd say, it's about 350 mil FTV, something like that, and uh, 50 mil TVL. So that was um, yeah, pretty, pretty much a roller coaster. Um, and I was looking after most of the growth stuff here and, um, and bringing the, the go-to-market and uh, really doing a lot of business development behind the scenes to make sure that we, um, we were winning the Astro War. Um, so unfortunately, after Terra went down, um, you know, we had to go back to the drawing board and we said, you know, what do we want to spend our time looking at in DeFi generally? And we realized there's a really big gap when it comes to perps, markets and Cosmos, I think. Um, and, you know, if you look generally across Cosmos and you think I want to go long or short, it's like, okay, well, your mind kind of goes blank. Where do I go? Where do I uh, open a big long or short position here? Um, so, I mean, we knew that perps had product market fit. Um, and we were wondering what the unlock is, which seems to be an older book. Um, and I, I won't go into that too much more. Uh, perhaps I'll let Deadpool introduce himself first. Yeah, thanks, Grover. Uh, my background is mainly in traditional finance. Uh, I worked at a matching broker and a liquidity provider in the Forex sector. Um, I got into crypto around 2020, so DeFi summer. Uh, tried a bunch of DeFi protocols, got into Cosmos, and specifically Terra at the beginning of 2021. So the start of the crazy uh, of the crazy run uh, obviously got wrecked uh, on Terra, uh, but that's how I met the, the retrograde team and started a relationship with these guys. Uh, regarding how I got from TradFi to to DeFi, I, I was obviously pretty interested in the permissionless and trustless nature of of the DeFi space. And um, yeah, as soon as I started playing with a bunch of DeFi protocols, I kind of noticed uh, since the beginning. And I was amazed by the lack of development of derivatives platforms on chain. So started researching a little bit, um, kind of found the main reasons why that was the case. And, uh, and yeah, tried to find a, a way to solve this and really find product market effect for derivatives in DeFi. It, it, was, it was a no-brainer for me to start from that um, since coming from TradFi. The majority of the volume is in derivatives, and it really doesn't make sense for any profitable business, broker or bank or whatever, not to support derivatives. So it kind of feels like the right thing to to develop the, the next big step um, of DeFi. Uh, uh, yeah, that's it. I think I'm going to... Fantastic. I'm just going to jump in now, and hopefully uh, this is working. Can you hear me clearly this time? Yes, sir. Hey, hack mainframe. Let's go. So we've got 47 minutes. Um, let's just dive in. So what I want to do here uh, for everyone that listens to this now and listens to it uh, after it has been recorded, um, 30 seconds, explain it to me like I'm five, what is Vortex Protocol, and then we'll deep dive into it. Cool. Maybe, uh, maybe I'll do the ELI5. Uh, so Vortex Protocol is a perps exchange built on top of an order book, L1, which is, say, network. So what does that mean? Um, I guess if you don't know what perps are, uh, it essentially means that you can borrow money. Um, so you deposit some collateral, maybe USDC, and you, you get to borrow uh, a certain amount of money to, to get your position up to maybe 4x leverage. And you can take a long or a short position on um, certain crypto assets that we include in our exchange. And I think that's the simplest way of putting it. <laughs> there's, there's a bit more to it, but I think uh, unless Deadpool has a simpler way of putting it. No, I, th I think you're, you're covered. 
pretty well. I just wanted to add the fact that uh, the reason why perps have such product market fit in uh, the digital asset space is is because of the lack of you know good custody solutions, and uh, that's not something that you need when training perps. Uh, the fact that there's no settlement date with respect to actual dated futures, that's also a good one. And obviously, the, the easy exposure to, to leverage bets, longs and shorts, it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a big one too. So it's, it's kind of a no-brainer for us to, to start with this product, uh, as also because it's battle-tested at scale, and we have seen a real demand for it, both in DeFi and, and CeFi in the last, in last bull run. Fantastic. And regarding this product that you are offering, why is now the time? Why are you the guys to do it? And why say network? I can take this. Um, yeah, that's that's a great question. Um, first of all, that's that's kind of like my my own path to DeFi come to this point, and um, and definitely it was an infrastructure problem. So I believe we believe at Vortex that the reason why um, DeFi derivatives really haven't found product market fit yet and haven't gained the market share that, for example, spot dexes managed to gain in the last couple of years is mainly for technical reasons. Um, so the fact that you know bunch of blockchains have uh, high latency issues, uh, which means, you know, it takes a certain amount of time to settle a transaction, settle the trade. This is obviously not optimal uh, for traders that trade with leverage, as well as liquidators that want to keep, uh, you know, protocols not in bad depth and secure. Um, and this obviously has a bunch of implications uh, in terms of liquidity of the product and security, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you can just not build a derivative DEX on a chain that, that it takes five or 10 or even maybe a minute to set, to settle. Um, the other big problem is obviously congestion. A um, bunch of chains are just completely hammered by NFT mints or Stepna or the hot app of the moment. And, uh, and this is not something that a, that a DeFi derivative exchange can, can support. You cannot have congestion on chain. It's very, it's very dangerous for market makers and for traders. So that's kind of also why we decided to build on say being a DeFi app specific chain. Um, obviously gives us the flexibility uh, both to tweak the chain a little bit um, in order to make it as efficient as possible for derivatives, but also not to have to deal with, with, with congestion and all those, all those problems. So that's, that's kind of, I think, answered both questions. I don't know if Grover maybe wants to add a little yeah. bit on this. Too. I think um, one of the other points here to make is that uh, on a general purpose chain where you've got a fee market, you've got MEV, which is you know, front running, back running, sandwich attacks, you really can't run uh, a high leverage derivative exchange, illiquid markets. You, you really can't run this uh, because it's just too dangerous. Um, market makers, traders don't want to go in with size if they can get front run. And so it's, it's like, well, look, we need to find this, this is sort of really where the app chain thesis comes into, into play. And I think this is what DYDX also saw. They, you know, they, they want to come over and build a specific app chain uh, for, for the, essentially the same use case as what we're building here, um, which is that you need a bespoke chain with all the trade-offs made specifically to facilitate a derivatives exchange. Uh, and that's really, you know, that's going to beat out any derivatives exchange built on a general purpose chain, um, which, which is not going to be scalable and is going to lose out in the long run. So that's kind of the thesis here. So we wanted to look for an app chain on Cosmos uh, which is getting uh, the best possible block times, best possible um, finality, you know, uh, technically, and and that's that's where we why we chose say as the, the the place to start building essentially. Fantastic, and of course we've got says uh, currently running the incentivized test net at the moment, uh, and 
Vortex is operational. Um, do we? Do you have dates, uh, or do you know dates of when Vortex will be fully operational, and when Say is? Obviously, we had a chat with uh, Say a couple of weeks ago, but uh, what do you know the exact dates again that Say is going to be live? Live. Uh, we're saying, uh, no pun intended. We're saying uh, Q4 is, is is more more likely than not. Um, and there's probably a few points to make here on on the test net. So uh, right now, what we we've got live for Vortex is sort of a very rudimentary uh, test, just to show a that bridging works and b that people can place orders and and they're sort of uh, fulfilling and and you know transactions are working. Uh, we're going to roll out a slightly more involved and a slightly more um, fun test net in, in the next couple of weeks. Um, so we're going to give everyone a little bit of funny money to play with, you know, uh, go to the faucet on the Say Network Discord and get $1 million of uh, our, our new uh, funny money stablecoin. Um, so everyone can really, you know, push push the limits and uh, trade with a bit more size uh, and and also activate a few more features and just make the, the UI a little bit more uh, user-friendly. So that's just something to be aware of. Um, so we'll, we'll post about that, obviously, uh, and make everyone aware of, of what's going on. Fantastic. And on the Discord, I was actually having a play around on your Discord earlier on today, just having a look at uh, the faucet. For people that may not be used to using faucets or may not um, know exactly how to sort of navigate their way around that on your Discord, um, what would someone do who is new to that experience? Yeah, so um, we'll probably release like a little Loom video just to show step by step how to how to do this. But uh, step one, create a Kepler wallet um, before you do anything else. Uh, step two, uh, you want to go and uh, make sure you've got a say network address. Um, step three is is go to the, the correct channel and I have to find the correct name of the uh, channel here while I've got my computer up. Uh, it's one of the faucet channels. And basically you just type exclamation mark and uh, you know the, just copy the good <laughs> copy the, the command exclamation mark faucet and put in your say network address and uh, it will send you send you some tokens. So you get some gas and uh, in theory once we've got this funny money live you'll be able to get some funny money as well. Um, but uh, I mean, right now we're paying gas with Say tokens. I think one of the optimizations here made on Say Network is that you can pay gas with any token, which is also just one of those other nice, nice features of an app chain. You can you can tweak these things, and you can uh, uh, you can make sure that they're um, basically whatever you want. We could probably do this with Vortex tokens as well when they when they turn up. I just want to uh, yeah underline a couple of things. All of the different steps that Grover tried to go through here in, in the call are actually on the Gitbook up and running. And also we had some some very some very uh, useful members of our community to build up a series of of um, of material um, for for onboarding on Vortex and also how to uh, how to finish the missions. Uh, which are also part of the incentivized test and, and and gain say tokens. So I think we're going to share a bunch of those uh, this week uh, as well, as soon as we have the soft launch for our V2 of the UI. Fantastic. Thank you for clearing that up. And for people uh, that are obviously new to this experience as well with Vortex, what would you say to them uh, when it comes to uh, clarifying your goals? You know, if you zoom out one year, two years from now, what are, what are the goals for uh, Vortex, and what are some of the challenges you see possibly on the on the sort of way to reaching those goals? Yeah, so I think the 
the first thing is so is to sort of reach parity with DYDX in terms of uh, trade experience and user experience. Um, but then beyond that is to bring in a bunch of really, really interesting features and really interesting uh, strategies that can't be done on, on DYDX chain when they turn up. So because um, DYDX sort of look after the whole vertical stack and they keep it quite closed, whereas on say it's, it's open and people can come in and they can build, you know, DeFi founders can come in and build interesting strategies, interesting protocols on top of Vortex. That sort of is where we see sort of the blue sky opening up and, and some really interesting things uh, being developed. Um, so really, in the end of the day, the, the objective here is to provide uh, equal and or you know the same kind of trading experience uh, that you'd get on Binance or FTX, except decentralized, and, and the users would not even notice the difference between you know execution time and uh, in, and liquidity. So that's that's the end goal. That's where we want to end up. So so really big aspirations, but that's where you got to start. Fantastic. Yeah. And the follow up to that question is that some of the challenges that you might uh, see coming up along the way. Well, you know, what are some of the bigger challenges when you're building something um, the, the size of, you know, with the aspirations that Vortex has? Yeah. So I think, well, unless Deadpool has something here specifically, maybe I'll hand over. <laughs> I'll stop talking for a moment. No, I just, I just wanted to say that there's, there's obviously a long way to go. Um, in terms of getting parity with DYDX, we're pretty confident on what on what we are building and uh, and the features that we have respect to our direct competitors on chain. Um, other than the fact that we're building on say, we are we're coming up with a bunch of different features which are very friendly for market makers, um, which will provide a bunch of liquidity on uh, on Vortex and pretty pretty good pricing. And uh, and at the end of the day, if your project is superior, um, that's 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 already a long way to go. Uh, there's already there's already something that's that's done and uh, near nearest to repo. Uh, I think the biggest channel is main, is mainly getting to parity with centralized exchanges, and that's something that we're also planning to do into the future. And uh, and I think unfortunately that's that's something that we have to wait for the the next big innovation in terms of of blockchain technology to get to that to get to that point. Yeah, I'd say the the, the other thing to consider here is. Um, regulation is coming in and we just have to be really cautious and, um, you know, when DYDX doesn't give access to the site to US citizens and, you know, the front end is not accessible, it's, it's like, well, you know, unless we have a very good reason to deviate from this path, it's, it's going to be, um, you know, it's going to be tough to, to, to deviate from that. And the, the regulatory challenge is probably one of the bigger ones as well. But, um, you know, we're, we're shooting for the stars and, uh, and we'll, see, uh, we'll see how we go in the next couple of years. Yeah, regulation certainly is, is a big consideration at the moment. It seems like every time I look at Twitter, there's something happening uh, with crypto regulation that is sending the market to a frenzy. And so if I'm not mistaken, something happened with DY, uh, DYDX or DYDX or however it said you know, in the last couple of weeks. Uh, was Is that correct? There was some sort of freeze or something on people's accounts? Yeah. Um, so this was around the tornado cash uh, I guess you could call it a contagion. So um, if, if you'd interacted with Tornado Cash, then out of an abundance of caution, those guys were uh, um, blocking access to UIDX, which is um, it's, it's a shame because it's really a reaction to sort of ham-fisted regulation and really ham-fisted stuff coming um, from the US regulatory side, which you don't want to see, which is, you know, sort of blacklisting, sanctioning, just using 
uh, DeFi protocol. Um, but you know, this is a much bigger conversation, I think, <laughs> than uh, probably the scope of this call. But uh, it's, it's it's certainly something we're co- cognizant of, and uh, we clearly have legal uh, counsel as well. So that's um, something we have to bear in mind. Yeah, it's certainly something that perhaps we can even address uh, in a little more detail later in the call if we do have the time. Um, I just think that it is, yeah, it, it seems like there is a massive assault that is occurring uh, top down. And uh, I, I, I'm curious to see, you know, how we plan to survive the onslaught of regulations and things of that nature over the coming years um, as the those in control continue to, you know, expand their control. So we'll cross that bridge in a maybe another call or maybe later if we've got the time. But to keep it on topic, um, I know that you've just had some UX updates. Is that right? Can you tell us a bit about that? Yeah, sure. So, I mean, um, the initial testnet uh, that we sent out there was just very rudimentary, um, but we're just adding a few more features, making it a bit more user-friendly. You know, um, you've got all the stats that you need on the front page. You've got a decent portfolio page. You can sort of see what's going on a little bit more detail. Um, I think, uh, Deadpool, you've been a bit closer to this as well in terms of the updates that we're pushing through. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, we'll be fixing a, a bunch of bugs and we'll make, we'll make the user interface a little bit more friendly in order for people to start really playing around a little bit. I think right now we, we only support a certain amount of leverage because we're still testing our liquidation engine and uh, that's around the 4X. Uh, we're going to try to ramp it up to, to 10 um, during testnet. Uh, and that's a thing. Um, obviously, fixing uh, a bunch of of, of of different bugs. That's uh, that's that's what the testing is actually about. But I'm pretty confident that, that by probably next week, uh, we're going to end up having a, a pretty cool UI uh, that people can play with, and and maybe you know get liquidated and uh, make a bunch of losses or or gains. Uh, it's it's going to be fun. I'm pretty confident that our devs are gonna are gonna do a good job on that. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I want to encourage people to make the biggest losses or gains possible, and uh, so we'll roll out a little uh, leaderboard, biggest losses and biggest gains of the week, um, perhaps even more frequently than that. But uh, the the other update we're looking at here is just um, evaluating our liquidation mechanism and uh, who might be able to help out with that. And I'll leave that to your own imagination. So, in one of the recent tweets that you put out, uh, and may I think I may may have just figured out the answer already, but I'll I'll let you go on with it. Uh, you started off the tweet with how does getting paid to get liquidated sound how how exactly does that work oh uh, yeah so uh so this one i think that tweet was specifically referencing the fact that if you go and you want to participate in the say network um incentivized testnet there's a few tasks and some of those tasks include you know using vortex in various ways depositing depositing AUST um AUST see that's a, that's an old tick my goodness um usdc uh and uh depositing <laughs> depositing other assets withdrawing assets getting liquidated and uh if you do that and um you know you're eligible for uh the the incentivized testnet airdrop later on so in say tokens which is which is great um we're one of the first apps to launch on say and so you know we're really really happy and really privileged to uh, to be included as part of the actual sort of say testnet um which is great and um you know, if if you want to go and, and literally get paid to get li- liquidated, then uh, then then jump in. Um, that's uh, that's where that comes from. Great, that's exactly what I thought it was, and it only just clicked just before I asked the question. So thank you for uh, for clearing that up for myself as well. There, um, 
Let's talk for a second. Obviously, you, you know, your intention is to build out uh, Vortex and have it grow over the next few years and, and become sort of the decentralized DYDX um, or at least reach parity with, uh, you know, them and, and FTX, as you mentioned before. Um, the, you know, I'm imagining there's going to be more of these protocols popping up in the near future and there's some that already exist. What, when you look at your competitors now, um, what would you say your unique selling points are, you know, your key differences? Um, what, what makes, what would make an individual choose Vortex over another uh, derivatives protocol? Yeah, I can take that. I think um, there are a couple of main points uh, to answer this question. The first one is, is definitely performance. And uh, in terms of performance, the first thing you look at is, is obviously price. Uh, then there's latency and, about, and a bunch of technical aspects, which are very, very important, I would say both to retail traders and but also maybe mainly institutional traders and high frequency traders, arbitrageurs and all of the guys that really need upper protocol to to run their operations. Um, and in that sense, uh, we are going to be very competitive other than the fact that we are building on, on sales infrastructure, which is you know the fastest chain in the cosmos and, uh, and has a bunch of cool features that are very useful for these actors to, to trade on chain. Um, we're also we are also planning to build uh, some very, very interesting features. I'm not going to tease too much about them now um, in order for market makers to, to provide liquidity um, pretty easily, uh, maybe in an automated way on, uh, on Vortex. So we're planning to have you know, the deepest liquidity, the best price around in the market. And that's, that's, by the way, pretty much all you need. Um, however, we're also working a lot on, uh, on UI and UX. Um, Mostly the guys at Retrograde are working on that. We're going to build a mobile app, uh, which is going to have a bunch of different uh, cool features, which is something that it's very, very important also to attract, to attract retail traders. And it's something that I feel DeFi has, has failed to do uh, to a certain extent, uh, at least until now. So I'm pretty excited for that as well. Um, I would say regarding our competitors, um, there's a reason why we choose the order book. And the reason why we chose it is because we think it's the only way um, a DEX derivative could actually function at scale in an efficient manner. And, uh, and that basically covered, covers like 80% of, of all of the perpetual DEX that are out there, um, such as GMX, Perp V2, uh, Drift, et cetera, et cetera. And, um, and the reason why we think they don't, they don't actually work and they don't actually work is that um, virtual IMMs uh, being path independent basically end up just being a, a PVP Ponzi for arbitrageurs. And uh, and AMMs uh, such as such as GMX with their GOP pool uh, don't scale. That they don't have um, a good user experience for market makers and um, and traders. And open interest on the platform is capped at the TVL in in the AMM pool. And that's something that is obviously not desirable if you have a price directional uh, LP pool. And uh, and so we really believe that the only model that it's battle tested at scale. And that can actually work efficiently on chain is the is the order book model, and we're pretty psyched that we have the technology right now to to implement that. So that's that's kind of like how I would wrap it up. Fantastic, and you know, regarding derivatives protocols themselves, including including yours and others, how much of a role do you see them playing in the growth of DeFi over the coming years? I would say. But derivatives are just fundamental for any kind of practice that you wanna that you wanna work on and in, in, in finance in general and and, and DeFi. Um, as a matter of fact, I think right now eighty percent eighty percent of the digital asset volume on on Bitcoin is is actually derivatives. 
uh, with respect to spot. So that's that's obviously a huge amount. It's four x what what spot is, and and the same number is uh, around and around in commodities and uh, equities and everything around the finance world. So that's that's just uh, let's just say that it is crazy right now that it's not developed uh, at that extent yet. You need DeFi. Uh, you need derivatives to hedge on position. You need derivatives to speculate. Derivatives are much more capital efficient. So I think in the moment in which a derivatives protocol redefined product market fit and really finds price efficiency, scalability, and security. That's going to really bring the next generation of users on onto DeFi. And are you because you did touch on uh, the desire to attract more retail uh, in the you know in the near future? Are you hoping that that is a um, a byproduct of just simply having a really easy yet comprehensive? Uh, Easy to understand yet comprehensive uh, UX itself. So um, yeah, I mean, first and foremost, as a DeFi user, you know, I understand how how commonly uh, people will sit and and trade from their phones uh, which, nowadays, which is pretty surprising, but it's it's true. And we're developing a really nice uh, mobile UX. We've been doing so for a, for a little while now, um, but we're also not shy when it comes to gamification. And we have an entire sort of work stream here um, on the gamification side, which we will reveal in due time. But we think that that's going to be the key to really bring in um, retail. And um, I say retail, I, I am retail, uh, <laughs> the vast majority of users to come and um, use Vortex. So that's uh, that's something that we'll, we'll announce in due course. Fantastic. And so... Obviously, I've got both of you on the call today, but how many people are working on this overall? When you when we look at the entire Vortex team, uh, I know that there was a merger. Uh, we, we, well, just to clear that up, actually, was it a merger with Retrograde or it's just Retrograde team rebranded? Uh, it's, a, it's a merger. So we I can go into it a bit more maybe, but um, we essentially want to work on the same thing. And we think that the two teams complement each other, not just in sort of, Providing more devs, but also um, go to market is is something we did um, pretty well. Retrograde, we think, and we can really uh, bring that asset and uh, that experience over um, building in public, and and we can really bring that over to the Vortex team. And and these guys um, have got absolutely you know the best possible uh, market understanding, uh, deep knowledge around derivatives. Um, you know, you hear and hear from Deadpool about his knowledge about TradFi. Uh, to, just to understand how exactly how to build a perps protocol, so that's um, that's sort of the TLDR of the merger. <laughs> um, but yeah, right. And the the sort of amount of people in the team that are working on this, um, and also if we can get maybe a little summary of sort of some of the backgrounds too. Um, obviously, you said Deadpool's got a, a bit of a background in tradfi. Are you able to sort of uh, elaborate a little bit on some of the backgrounds of the people who are part of the Vortex team? Yeah, I mean, so um, all the retrograde devs here uh, have got decent. I mean, we're obviously like the, the face of and the voice of uh, the protocol at the moment, and, and uh, most guys want to stay anon for various reasons. But I think that's that's fair. Um, but they have uh, experience from uh, just sort of Silicon Valley uh, ex Robin Hood guys. Um, really you know know how to how to ship software know how to really uh get in and get this stuff out in in a good in timely in a timely fashion but also um, accurately so that's that's sort of brief up a brief description of of some of the guys working from the retrograde side 
um, Vortex side. I know uh, we're getting a little hand there from some of the Say guys as well, and they're all obviously experts at <laughs> what they're doing. Uh, I think what is the total team now? Uh, it's not quite ten people, but it's you know we're we're a sizable team. Fantastic. And actually, you just brought Say back up. I had a question come through a moment ago asking me about uh, you said something about MEV on on say or not on say earlier is that right so there's no mev on say yeah yeah i, c- I can probably cover that um one of the, one of the ways uh say uh prevents mev uh on chain is um is basically free, frequent botch actioning in which uh the orders are grouped up and and settled at the same price within the block so there's no way of front running orders of traders uh in the block and they're also working on on threshold encryption at the at the mempool level. So they're doing a very great job, uh, absolutely, with respect to our peers, in order to prevent these kind of practices. And that's obviously something that is crucial when when building an exchange. Yeah, I've heard I've heard that they're doing uh, wonderful things. And of course, I chatted with them myself last uh, a week or so ago. Uh, it seems like they're really on top of it. And they were saying, in fact, they dropped a little bit of alpha that call, saying that they had. I think the number was about 14, 14 or 15 projects ready to rock once the mainnet, uh, once they switched to mainnet. Mm-hmm. Um, does that sound about right to you, those sort of numbers? Yeah, I, of the ones I know, which I probably don't know all of them, uh, that's, that's, that sounds about right. Um, there's a good number of, of teams that are uh, that are coming over, but I will let Say announce that rather than myself, I think. Certainly, certainly. Um, but that actually brings me to my next question, which is more around uh, like partnerships, uh, collaborations, integrations. Is there anything that you can sort of expand on regarding those topics? So, uh, yeah, I can cover this. We have been in a talk with a bunch of teams, uh, both within DeFi and outside of DeFi and also in the middle. I'm not going uh, to tease any of them right now. Uh, but yeah, we're we're definitely uh, looking to expand in that sense. Uh, there is a lot of utility for a bunch of different protocols, a bunch of different DAOs, or also a bunch of different tradfi institutions for a proper um, a proper derivatives exchange on chain. So that's that's definitely in the workings, and there's going to be a bunch of announcements coming in the next couple of months. Yeah. And, and I think it's fair to say, I mean, obviously market makers are a huge part of uh, decentralized uh, derivatives exchange, perpetuals exchange. So we're obviously uh, clearly speaking to uh, those as well and uh, trying to forge some good relationships. Um, there's there's some decent, I mean, I don't want to uh, lean on the old <laughs> retrograde announcement posters too much, but, you know, we have some decent connections to uh, the right kind of people. And uh, I'll leave it at that. The right kind of people, uh, very, uh, what would I say, what's the word there, enigmatic? No, probably not the right word, but uh, the word will come to me and I will say it if it's necessary. But, um, okay, so just having a quick look at the time here. I'm getting, <laughs> sorry, I'm getting messages from Rebel beyond the scenes telling me my beard's running, rubbing on the microphone. So apologies to anyone if my beard is causing your ears grief. I did try and have my Bluetooth headphones on earlier, but they were not playing ball. Um, and I just, I'm probably not going to shave my beard anytime soon. So I'm going to hold the device away from my chin a little bit, and hopefully that helps out. Um, integrations, partnerships, collaborations, where was I? The chain and community uh, was actually my next 
question from there. So we're talking Cosmos, we're talking Say, we're talking uh, what's, you know, what are your thoughts and views on the community, the strength of the community, um, you know, the, uh, the uptake so far with uh, playing around on Say, are you getting feedback? What, what do you have to say about the community yourselves? Yeah, I would say, like, obviously everything, all of the space took a hit in the last couple of months, uh, mainly because of price. But I was I was pretty impressed. Also coming from CloudFi, this is not something you're really used to by the by the strength of the community and also the importance of the community around these kind of projects. Um, I think I think Say just just rolled out an ambassador program and they had a huge overbooking on that. Same happened with the validators. There's a lot of people that are looking to um, to build stuff and they're very excited for for what those guys are building and also for what we for we are building uh, at Vortex. So I, w- I was actually amazed by the by the amount of you know content uh, creation by the community also. Uh, regarding you know testnet missions and uh, and vortex testnet uh, there has been a bunch of a bunch of guys working on that and uh, it was very very nice to see and uh, yeah excited obviously for things ahead i think it's going to only grow from here and um and yeah yeah that's it I, I think echoing that, you know, exactly what Deadpool's saying there, it's been really nice to see, um, you know, we're, we're sort of piggybacking on the engagement here from, from Say so far, and it's been um, it's been great. They're rolling out their ambassador program and sort of getting some nice engagement and some familiar faces from Terra as well, which is nice. Um, but also, it's, it's quite interesting. We're, we're almost, it feels like we're kind of entering an L1 war of, of type, uh, of sorts, you know, you got your Aptos and your Swees and, and your Says, and, and there's a lot of new L1s coming out in the near future. And uh, it feels like we sort of, that's that's the whole topic right now. And, you know, where, where are people moving from and to and uh, really, really keeping an eye on, um, you know, near and Solana as places people moving from and uh, these new L1s as places people are moving to, which is which is quite interesting as sort of the new narrative that's that's forming at the moment. Yeah, I think a lot of people, you know, a lot of retail investors are using this time, this sort of volatile time in the market and this, uh, you know, this expectation that a lot of people have is that sort of 2024 next Bitcoin halvening is, you know, I think a lot of people expect history to repeat itself. So they're looking at, okay, well, where are the good teams going? Where are the where are the builders and the shippers moving to at the moment, particularly the ones that, um, you know, had relocated from, from Terra 1 originally? And so, um, yeah, it's just it's interesting being an observer and, and sort of seeing where everyone's choosing to play, and um, and of course, you know, all recommend uh, we're having conversations with Say at the moment, and and so I think Say's got a very bright future ahead of it, and I'm I'm glad to see that you guys uh, have chosen Say. I think I think it's going to work out very well for you. There's my opinion, um, but I'm curious to know. Revenue generation. How specifically uh, does the revenue generation model work with Vortex? So yeah, I I can definitely touch upon this. Um, our tokenomics right now is is, is still in the working, um, and uh, obviously yeah, our main focus is value accrual to to the Vortex token, uh, which is you know something that it's it's pretty obvious uh, coming from the traditional world is something that that makes a token sustainable is actually accruing revenue uh, from a bunch of different streams that's how you build up a business and um and yeah it's it we're, we're still in the workings of exactly how that will work but there's a bunch of ways in which um you know token holders can um can be rewarded uh by by you know performing a bunch of uh of actions on chain 
um, on on vortex, so such as governance or depositing in an insurance fund, or um, yeah, a, a bunch of a bunch of different stuff. Um, I would say, I would say one of the one of the main things is obviously uh, value accrual to 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 stakers and holders. That's that's on our focus for sure. Yeah, and the other point I'd make here is, it, it, you know, unless it makes sense to launch a token, there's, there's absolutely no reason to. Um, in the near term, in the near term at least. So, it's, it's something that you know we may we may launch our our uh, the products on on mainnet, and we just we just don't have a vortex token. Um, you know, that's 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 certainly an option. So, you know, only if it makes sense to, and we make actually um, improving, you know, actually getting some sustainable revenue from the protocol itself, and it's not at the detriment of the the use case and the usage of the protocol itself. So that's uh, something we're, we're acutely aware of. Certainly. And I often find myself thinking how hungry people are, you know, for like, what's the next new token? And the truth, the fact of the matter is, particularly in DeFi, if you're using the protocol themselves, the product protocols themselves, if you know, you're using Vortex, well, once it's on the main net, um, the gains that you can make from that, if you use it well, that's the, that's the asterisk there, um, would probably offset you know, the gains you'd make if you just invested it solely in a token, a speculative token. So, um, yeah, I like it. Taking your time, figuring out what works best, obviously focusing on the stakers, making sure that the fees accrued go to the Vortex stakers and are also uh, redirected to the insurance fund, which you touched on, Deadpool. Um, actually, while we're on that, can you tell us a little bit about the insurance fund? Is there any sort of uh, information that might be valuable to the listeners? Yeah, sure. Uh, so as, as I said earlier, um, we're kind of confident that our protocol is going to be pretty much superior with respect to our peers in terms of security. And uh, the reason why is definitely latency and, uh, and you know, technical innovations on the say blockchain. Uh, but there is uh, obviously an eventuality, especially in crypto, which is a very volatile market that um, even if uh, we have these kind of features and this kind of security, uh, the protocol cur- could incur in bad debt and not be able to actually liquidate a position. That's obviously something we have to take into account. And, um, and that's, that's where the insurance fund actually kicks in and uh, makes sure that, that that debt is actually repaid and doesn't, and doesn't fall upon Vortex, um, Vortex users or Vortex token holders or a bunch of different parties involved in the protocol. So, so that's kind of how, how, it will, how it would work. It's a liquidity backstop and uh, a liquidation backstop for Vortex. Succinct. Thank you for that one. Um, I'm going to just open this up for a second because obviously we've got you know a handful of listeners on tonight. I think what's probably transpired, I just got notification before in my DMs that uh, there's another space. Uh, we're up against Danku tonight. So Danku apparently has a space on uh, which might be uh, capturing some of the, the people that would tend to listen to this one. Um, with that being said, this is uh, being recorded by Terra Spaces as per usual. And so anyone that listens to this, uh, you can find it. If you want to find it in the future, it'll also be available on terraspaces.org. But people that are listening now, um, I invite you, if you have any questions so far, please do uh, throw a hand up and let's get these, let's do a little rapid fire questionnaire, uh, AMA style for the next sort of 10 minutes. Um, and in the meantime, while we're waiting for someone to potentially jump up and ask a question, um, I'm happy to just sort of ask you guys, is there anything that you were wanting to make sure was relayed tonight uh, that I perhaps haven't asked the right question to elicit the answer? Is there something there, some news that you want to share, um, some important information 
that might serve the listeners? Uh, no, I think the uh, the main thing here is to uh, just keep an eye keep an eye out for our um, V2 of the test net, which should be coming in the next couple of weeks, and we'll we'll obviously make the information available about that. And um, yeah, that's uh, and also you can still participate on the uh, same network um, incentivized test net and get an airdrop just for plugging in and uh, having a go and um, placing a few orders on on Vortex today. So. Um, just so everyone's aware that's uh, that's like an airdrop opportunity, which is the main thing I think everyone likes to hear. Um, so yeah, yeah, I'll definitely be making the most of that. And with that being said, I can see my main man Rebel DeFi has his hand up. Brother, what have you got for us? Hello again, Grover. Um, I mean, as a, as a sort of content creator, I had a little sort of dalliance away from Terra, sort of diving into a few different chains. But you've actually like left the chain to build on on C. Um, do you have any thoughts on Terra these days? Still got an emotional attachment. I mean, are you still? Would you class yourself as a lunatic still? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's a yeah, it's a difficult question. I think obviously, you know, Terra has a place in my heart. It's the place where I kind of cut my teeth in DeFi and sort of really got to understand um, a lot of the protocols and, and followed a lot of the teams, a lot of my contacts still from Terra. Um, so it, it definitely has a place in my heart. Uh, but I, I think I'm also somewhat of a pragmatic, uh, pragmatic approach here, which is that I, I see the way I see Terra now is it was a app chain which facilitated a stable coin. And until there's like a new reason, a new raison d'etre for the for, for Terra, um, it's it's hard to sort of argue that it's an immediate concern or immediate place to build. I mean, certainly with Retrograde, which is which is really like a second order protocol built on top of Astroport. So until Astroport has a certain amount of trading volume, which it may well again one day, by the way, you know, it's there's no there's absolutely no reason it wouldn't. Um, but in the near term, it doesn't make any sense. Uh, for us to say, right, well, we'll just we'll just sit back and wait and see what happens. Um, so that's that's really where this has come from um, in the first instance. And we and we just we really went out and had a look at a whole bunch of ideas. Um, you know, decentralized front ends. I mean, we we touched briefly earlier on about uh, this idea of regulatory uh, compliance and where protocols are weak. And front ends is like a key place where decentralized front front ends would be. Uh, Sorry if you can hear us. <laughs> uh, ambulance in the background, by the way. Um, but that's that's something we were looking at. We were looking at uh, lending. We were looking at um, a, whole, a whole variety of ideas, really. There's some in- really interesting ideas. But um, yeah, we settled on perps as being a, a, an obvious place where product market fit is, is you know, it's, it's a clear product that has an audience, but it's not on chain yet. So let's bring it on chain. Um, why are we still using... KYC exchanges when, you know, what is DeFi about if we're still having to go to Binance? DeFi is obviously not doing its job if we have to do that. So uh, how do we raise the bar? How do we try and uh, grab these users and this volume and bring it, bring it into Cosmos? That's, that's kind of where that came from. Thanks for the question there, Mr. Rebel. That's a great sentence you said at the end there. It really um, landed for me was that, you know, DeFi is not doing its job right now. And based on the conversation we we're having earlier that we didn't really get to elucidate uh, further on or expound on rather, um, I think it'd be really cool to set up a space at some point in the not too distant future and 
perhaps if you agree and you're a listener, chuck us a, a peace sign. But I think it'd be really cool to get some of the leaders in the space, in the DeFi space, so guys like yourself, and and actually have a conversation about that specifically. You know, the challenges that we're coming up against with DeFi as a whole, how we can potentially navigate it, um, and and just see what comes of it because it's it's something that I feel, yeah, I feel is really important. Um, so if you're open to it, I'm open to getting that conversation going with a few other protocols and seeing if we can put something together. Sure. Sounds like fun. <laughs> Love it. Um, looking through, no one else has put their hand up. I'm just going to do one final call here. If you are listening, speak now, forever hold your peace. Um, we've got another five minutes in this call here, and usually this is where I'd start doing the wrap-ups and call to actions to go and follow. Uh, like, subscribe, share, all that sort of stuff. Go to Vortex Protocol. You can click on their uh, icon next uh, on my screen. It's the top right. Uh, it might be different on yours, but Grover's behind the Vortex Protocol account today. Uh, you can click that and press follow. Uh, on there, you'll see their link tree. It'll take you to their Discord. It'll take you to a Telegram group. It'll take you to their Git book. Uh, so you can read into these things further um, if, it, if this is still a little bit over your head. Um, furthermore, uh, I just want to shout out to Finn. I think he's disappeared off the call now, but he is a jet at recording spaces. Yeah, he's not on the call. But um, shout out to Finn if you hear this when you're doing your editing. Um, was there anything else? Just want to just before we start, start wrapping this up, is there anything else um, that may have sprung to mind, guys, both Deadpool and Grover? Yeah, I think just from my end here that the the use case if if you're any any doubt about what the use case of this protocol is is that you can essentially uh see you know you think bitcoin's going up you think bitcoin's going down but you want to take a bigger bet on that you want to uh, borrow some money here and you want to take a leverage position short or long on bitcoin ethereum a whole bunch of ibc tokens um you know we're perhaps looking at uh, a couple others uh, osmo maybe luna We'll see. Um, and if you want to take a long or short position on that and uh, make some money from it, that this is the whole point of Vortex. This is this is what it's built for, and this is why you would use that. So just so that's clear. Great. And now we've got one person. This will be the final question for the night. <clears throat> yes, thank you for your, uh, your question. Let's do this. Okay, thank you. Um, so I'm here because I was a uh, early supporter of Retrograde. On, on Terra. And I'm not a trader. Um, and I was really into the retrograde team and the approach in the whole Astroport Wars. And so, you know, it didn't totally surprise me when everything fell apart um, because it was all going too well. And as someone who's not a trader, um, I like, I mean, I like the idea of the perp, you know, world. Um, that you're talking about with Vortex. But what's in it for someone like me? And I heard you say that there's not going to be a coin until it's needed, and I totally respect that. I think that's smart. So what's in it for someone like me, who is a lunatic at heart, and I'm looking for both good investment opportunities but serious apps? Like, why, why Vortex and you know, what does my investment and others' investment in retrograde, uh, what's it going to mean um, as Vortex grows? 
Thanks. Yeah. No, sure. That's a, that's a great question. Um, so we we've certainly you know we've snapshotted everyone who took part in phase one and two of the retrograde launch, and obviously we appreciate everyone's support in getting to where we got to. Um, and uh, you know, it's just a, it's a crying shame that ended when it did. Um, you know, believe me, I'm I'm, I'm the, as upset as anyone else. So that, um, but that being said, you know, we snapshotted everyone um, who participated, and you will 100% be included in the airdrop of the Vortex token when it happens. Um, we just need to uh, drop a few instructions of how to link your Terra wallet to a same uh, network address. So that that's that's part one. Um, part two, I suppose, if you're not a trader, there will still be opportunities to deposit. Uh, collateral and some of these strategies that we're going to build out in v2 of vortex will include you know um I, well I won't, I won't give too many details here but there will be passive ways to earn money um on vortex which don't require you to trade uh, and and the last thing that i would say is that uh, we're obviously here and we're building uh, vortex and we're hanging around say and you know um it's 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 a place it's a good place to be i think and um we're, we're certainly going to be talking to other protocols uh who are building here and we're certainly going to be partnering with them and working closely with them so it's um it's kind of where we've chosen as our home and i'd invite you to come over and uh and to keep an eye on what we're doing and what's going on at say network generally awesome thank you for your question there years and thank you for your answer grabber um this is this is bang on time and i love that um here's what i'll say i really appreciate both your guys time and your energy and all of your efforts tonight and i appreciate what you're doing in the space i'm looking forward to uh it being launched on the main net um for those who may have missed earlier uh you can still uh operate on the test net uh there is the v2 uh what was it next week i think i heard or the week after um but you are doing yourself a disservice if you don't at least go and have a play around with this and an exploration of Vortex. Uh, just a quick update on what we've got coming up with t Twitter Spaces. In the coming weeks, we've got uh, Skip Protocol, we've got YFD, we've got Teak Money, we've got Hermes, and we've got Deviance Faction uh, so far. And so keep your eyes and ears open to be part of those Twitter Spaces. Um, and as per usual, if you've enjoyed the space, I do encourage you to share it. It helps get the message out. It helps give uh, some exposure to the interesting projects that are building. And it's just great for the community overall. With that being said, um, thank you so much for your time and energy, guys. Really appreciate it. Great. No, thanks for having us. Cheers, man. Thank you for your time. Uh, you're so welcome. And we'll get this other space happening uh, in the near future, I think, the, the big DeFi space. I'll keep you posted, all right? We'll, we'll, we'll do it in the, in the DMs. Sounds good to me. <laughs> Take it easy. See you guys. Thanks for checking out another episode of The Ether. That was the Vortex Protocol AMA, hosted by Orbital Command, recorded on Saturday, August 20th, 2022. For TerraSpaces.org, I'm Finn. Thanks for listening. When we blow through the dust, volcanoes erupt. No one ever guessed that the game would be tough. Keep a hands off when the play is a bust. Plain old and just, so we keep it on the one. Blast off on the two. Help me see the three. Third eye open wide. 
Checking out the scene Razor beam focus Star scream jokers Living off the fat of the people they approach Tell me what happens when the land fights back With the cliffs at our backs Make the last stand matter No one ever planned for the famine on deck We was walking all erect with the dead man swagger Sitting in a little den vision in the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next Bubba-Billion Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next Bubba-Billion Little Dan envisioning the middle men Listen to the fiddle man play a little ditty then Talk about how all the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze trying to make the next No one gave a shit till the drugs all dried up Everybody died from a bad batch of Lysol But it didn't matter we was all hyped up When the pedal hit the metal he just didn't have the right skill Watched in the daytime till the night curfew Rats in a cage till they make time to murk you Got a little job that falls under my purview We gotta get this mob away from the birds you gotta find cover wipe off the bird poop right off the work while you try on the worst juice blinded by perps who try to reverse truth slide like fox news just trying to lie to you eating up the slop like a bunch of hungry vagrants i can't wait for the day they lock us up in stasis mock up a basement could call me resilient waiting for the internet to make me a billion In the middle men Listen to the fiddle man Play a little ditty then Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Talk about how All the leaders seem reptilian Lost in the maze Trying to make the next B-b-b-billion Terrible spaces <laughs>